9 o'clock on a Sunday. My last episode, and I'm hoping that it reached so many of so many of you out there living in the most awful conditions that you're living in. Crying, again, is a sign of strength, and it does cleanse and replenish the soul. And if you don't believe me, well, again, perfect example are my late parents and their struggle of getting out of the poverty that they were in. You know, you have to think about it in this way. Just be thinking yourself, I can get up every single day, another day to start. In other words, you're alive. Do you know that if you were to give up on yourselves and your family and you decide, I can't get through this type of life, I'm so depressed, I'm so miserable, you have to change that mindset from negative to positive. You have to do that. I want to talk to you about an experience that I never mentioned of my own personal life. I lost my father when I was 21. I revered and admired the man because he was a man that went through so much in his lifetime. A man that stood the test of time. Survived everything but cancer. Because the cancer took his life. But I never told you about what happened a year later. And I was trying to wrap my head around this. Now I all talked about, I mentioned death to all of you. You have to accept that's a part of life. Sorry for being grim, but it is a part of our life. A year after my father passed away, my uncle passed away. So the two heads of the household passed a year after each other. With my uncle, and I remember the circumstances very, very clearly because I was in shock. I didn't have time to mourn for my father. We had to prepare for another funeral. That's why I said I'm so immune to funerals that all the people that I've come into contact with through my own family and through friends of family members and and people that we've grown up since we were children and and neighbors and whatnot, it touches you. It, it, It makes you see that life is very short. And the amount of time that you have in your life is very limited. But you say to yourself, how did you get through it? Well, let me explain to you exactly what happened on that fateful day. So my uncle passed away. I came home from work and my mother and middle sister were at home. They said, we have to go to Queens because that's where my, this was my father's younger sister and her husband, okay? And they had said, your uncle Nick died. And at first I didn't hear what they said correctly. I said, what did you just say? Your uncle Nick died. The circumstances of his death are puzzling and disturbing. So my aunt was making dinner. He was in the other room watching television. He went to get up and a blood clot burst into his brain and he was done. And when she came back, she found him with his hands clutched. And I was like, wow, 
Because again, I just lost my father. Now my uncle passes away a year later. So it was like one death after the other. And I said to myself, oh my God, what is going to happen next? Who else is going to pass? Because every time I got close to my family members or anybody that I knew, that we knew of within the family or even outside of the family I got attached to, they'd either die from an illness or disappear. And I always wondered about that. Why? I was always afraid of getting close to someone because I was afraid that if I got too close to them, something bad would happen. I had a premonition many years before in regards to my father, which I never even talked about. And I mentioned it one time to one member of the family, but they probably thought, oh my God, did you really believe that? Well, let me put it to you this way. Years before, people had asked me, are you a psychic? No, but I just know when things are going to happen before they happen. Not any relation to a psychic. Everyone's going to think, really? At one point, I can predict to you who is on the other end of the phone, who is at the other end of the door, or behind the door. I don't know. Maybe I did have a gift. The one thing about that, though, which is a bad thing, is you know something about someone that's going to happen to them before they know it, and you don't know how to tell them. So two years before my father passed, I kept having the same dream that he was going to die, that he wasn't going to be around to live, because he was very young. He was 63. To me, that's young. And every dream that I had was the same, that he died. Now, I couldn't figure out in my dream what he passed from, but he did pass. But then, two years after, found out what the cause of death was, lung cancer. But in my dream, it was not known what he passed from. And I thought to myself, oh my God, my father's not going to be around for a period of time, for a long time. And then a year later, my uncle passed. So the two male figures of the home were gone. And it was just the women. We women were left behind. So my mother was a widow, and my aunt was a widow. And for the longest time, I was trying to figure out how did you get through it? A lot of people ask me, what did you do to keep yourself from going down that deep, dark path? It's called the power of positivity. We have to accept death. It's a part of life. If we don't accept it and we deny it, we're never going to get past it. In other words, if you lose someone close to you, someone that had real meaning to you, someone that you love, that you can't let go, and then you deny their death. It's like telling me they never died, that they're still around even though they're not here. I told you, and I mentioned it from podcasts, many podcasts ago, when my father passed, I denied his death for three years. I did not believe he was gone. Even though we had a funeral, even though we were saying our goodbyes, I still looked at him as a stranger. I did not see him as my father. It took me a long time to figure out because again a part of me wanted not to believe that he was gone I wanted to believe that whatever happened didn't happen it was a bad dream and then when I got home he would be there he would be there doing what he normally did but it never happened three years now I wasn't going crazy I just did not want to accept his death see a lot of people have asked me this in the past can you get over someone's death 
in time you will. You're never going to fully forget the people that were in your life. I still think about my parents. But my father, my father has been gone for 31 years. That's a long time. I still think about him. The other thing is I forgot what he sounds like. And I miss his fragrance. He had a certain fragrance. He would wear the same cologne. And it would be spritzed on his clothes. It would have that smell. There was one jacket that I still have from him. Tux. That has that smell of the, the cologne that he wore. My mother too. My mother had a fur coat. Her aroma's on there. I breathe in her aroma because it just takes me back to a different time. You never totally forget your, the people that you love. But you're always going to have them in your heart. And a lot of people think, I can't. I can't go on. Yes, you can. What would be the alternative? You stop living. You're slowly killing yourself. If you decide, I can't live without the one person that made me complete. The one person that I love so much, they're no longer here. Would they want you? Would they want you to give up on yourself? Would they want you to give up on life? No. My mother drilled this into my head even before she passed. She, we had this conversation many times. I said, Mom, I don't know if I can live without you. She goes, you have to. You can't stop living. As I tell all of you, in whatever conditions that you're living in now, you're going to slowly kill yourselves if you decide, I can't do this anymore. Don't go down that path. Because once you make that decision to go down that path, you can't come back. It's a sad reality. Now, I may not understand how all of you are going through right now. To the most of my LinkedIn contacts that I've had in contact with that are living like that, let, let me ask you a question. What would be the alternative for you to just not feed your children, not feed yourselves, just totally give up on each other and then slowly die? Is that what you want to do? Because I really don't want to see that. In my lifetime, in my lifetime, maybe down the line, I do want to see and meet all of you. Every person I've connected through LinkedIn that has, a, that has some type of a situation that they're living in, I want to be able to go down there and meet with you in person, break bread with you, as they say. Get to know you. Because I consider myself and my LinkedIn family a second family, as opposed to my own. I can adopt you and say, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my cousin, whoever you want to be to me. Because again, whatever's going on in this lifetime, we're going to get through it together. We as humans are resilient. In other words, our spirit cannot be broken. Now, let me tell you something, and I want you to fully remember this. This is something that I thought of in my head but it makes sense. The human spirit cannot be broken because we as humans are strong through the face of adversity. In other words, we've gone through so many different crises in our life and we're still standing tall and strong. The only way that the human spirit can be broken is if you yourself break your own human spirit. And knowing yourself, you wouldn't do that. If you are, quote, a parent, and you have children, and you're going through those rough conditions, you have to hold it together, as a family should. The family unit is a lot stronger than you think. Think of the pandemic. Think of the pandemic two years ago, 
when people had to find a way to support their families. Now, a lot of people lost their jobs. Some people were lucky enough to still have their jobs and did the remote, remote work from home, and their children had education. But of course, I, in my opinion, having education remotely is not the same as having the full effect in the classroom. Because a lot of children, when they're at home, they think, well, you know, yeah, I'm gonna be sitting in front of a computer and a teacher's gonna teach me like a virtual classroom. But in all honesty, children's life attention or their span of attention is directed elsewhere because they're at home, right? But they had to make do. Think of all the families that ran out of food. There are a lot of good people, good good people, good citizens, good Samaritans at the time that did all these things to help others in their time of need. You're not going to walk away from a family in crisis. You're not. And you say to yourself, what kind of a human being are you if you do that? Well, in my opinion, you're a human being that only cares about yourself and not about the people around you. If you think about the times that we've gone through, Look at history, look at all the wars, look at all the crises that humans have gone through and are still standing tall and strong. Nobody can knock down or try to crush our human spirit. And if you look at me as an example, I've come a long way in my lifetime. I wasn't able to share that part of my life because again, I've been affected by death. I've lost many people in my life. And I do get emotional. I will admit to you, even now, my mother was the hardest in terms of all the deaths. Yes, both my parents, I still miss. But my mother's was fresh. My mother passed away and she made it to her golden years. But her death hurt me so much. Because again, we did not bond. After she gave birth to me, she almost died having me. We didn't have that close bond until after my father passed away. So my mother, my mother was more of um, a nurturer, like a Florence Nightingale, a nurturer, a teacher, a caregiver. She was everything and anything to me, to all of us, but to me, because I was living with her at the time. Both of my sisters were already married and they had their own lives. And it was just me and my mother trying to survive. We did survive, we did the best we could because she didn't work outside the home. I was the one who helped her out in terms of the bills, the groceries, anything and everything, just so we could survive. Two women in the home by ourselves without a male figure. And I, for one, was trying to find a male presence. So part of me didn't want to accept the fact that my father had gone. And then when my uncle passed away, oh my God, we didn't have time to grieve. So you go from going from one grief to another, and then years later, my grandmother passed away, my godfather passed away, my uncle passed away, my aunt passed away, my mother. It was like consuming, consuming me, but I got through it. And I was always scared to open up my heart. And I always tell this to people. Don't go through life with a closed heart. My mother had said to me, when she was alive and she saw the pain that I was going through. I had three relationships that I got into that were bad. One was very abusive, physically, mentally, emotionally. The time I was living with this man for five years and I was going through my illness, the only thing I can think about was getting better. I didn't care about what he did to me. My resilience was so strong, my human spirit couldn't be broken by him because all I thought about was my life. Cancer could have taken my life easily at the young age of 35 and again, if I had given up 17 years ago, 
I wouldn't be telling you my story. I wouldn't be telling you to help you to understand what I went through. It wasn't easy. There were times when I really sincerely wanted to give up and she held me back. Her death affected me a lot more. And when she was alive, she let a lot of inspiration and words of wisdom. She said to me, you have a purpose in this life, a mission that you need to complete. You have people that you need to help. You have things that you need to do. Continue on with life. And even after I'm gone, you have to. You can't stop living. Because if you stop living, you're going to be slowly killing yourself. Think about that. That's why I'm telling all of you. Look at me as a prime example. Do I still feel pain from her, from her death? Yes, I do. I'm living in a house that I grew up in that my father bought. And I was... We were lucky enough to live in this house, to have a place over our heads. Now again, it's not grand by any means. It's just a small house with three rooms, a decent sized living room, kitchen, bedroom, bathroom, living room. It's decent. It's, it's for the most part a home. Because at the time, my father had said, I don't want you I don't want any of my daughters to have the life that me and your mother had when we were growing up. Again, they were born in the villages. No electricity, no running water. They had to drink water from a well. Most of the times you think well water could be contaminated with chemicals. They had to learn how to survive. Because when you're a child, you have to grow up as an adult. You have to think as an adult and say, hey, look, I can't afford to go to school, but yet I have to try to make the best of what we have. And in order for you to do that, you have to all come together and do it as a team. Children, again, will see what you do in your lifetime because children do copy off of grown-ups. And if the situation doesn't get better for them, they think, well, my mother and father tried to make it work, but in the end, they didn't. Do you want them to see you give up? No. You have to be strong, and that's why I say you have to be resilient. Many people say to me, but how did you get through it? Again, positivity. You know, I've loved, I've lost. What my mother had said to me, that's why you need to have your heart open. I had three failed relationships, and I always thought, that's it for me. Every time I got close to someone, either they died or they left. And I always thought, am I the reason for that? And my mother said, no, you're not the reason. One day you're gonna meet someone who's gonna fall in love with you, for you. You're gonna see a woman who has a beautiful heart, who's compassion, who has a beautiful soul to match. You have all of that and more. And when that man finds you, he better hold on to you. He better hold on to you, he better love you and treat you as if you need to be treated with respect and kindness. Nowadays, you think the people in your life, you should be happy with who you have in your life. Do you understand? Love the one you're with. You know, always people are trying to change others. Oh, I don't like this person because of what they wear. I don't like this person because of how they look. Don't judge. When you start judging, what does that tell me about you? Well, that you can't accept me for me. You ever look at yourself in the mirror and people will point this out to you. Well, look at her. She's got a flaw. She doesn't wear makeup. Or look at the way she dresses. Or I don't like the way she looks. When you start 
putting negativity on people based off of how they look on the outside, you know what they're doing? You're shattering their self-esteem because then when they look in the mirror, they're going to hear their voices in their, in their own head. You're going to hear their voices in your head, but you're going to say to yourself, well, wait a minute now, they're wrong. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am independent. You could say anything you want. Positive affirmation. I always say that. Don't don't include people in your life that are negative. You know, negativity, get that out. And that's why I tell you when you cry, all that negative energy is coming out of you and you will feel so much better after a good cry. But for me though, again, I look at circumstances around me and the people around me who are going through the most, growing up in the most horrific conditions, I have a heart and I have a soul and I care about people. I don't care about material things. I don't care about how people on social media make it like, this is who I am, love me. And they will show off what they have. And then you look at the people who have very little. How can you be so cruel in doing that on social media? Showing off what you have. Did you ever stop to think, not all of us can achieve that. But you know what? Over time, we will. The human spirit, again, cannot be broken. The only way the human spirit can be broken is if you give up on yourself. If you yourself crush your own human spirit, and you don't want to do that. You want to be tall and strong, especially now through this chaotic world we're living in. You have to be positive. You have to stand on your own two feet. And also, you have to be proud of who you are and how you were brought up. Don't be ashamed. You know, the one thing I don't like is when people tell me, I'm ashamed because I grew up like this. No. Do you know, I would love to hear how you were brought up, but I also would love to hear how you got through it. It's called survival. We all need to survive in this world. If we don't, if we give up every single time, we're never going to achieve what we want out of life. We're never going to grab that that corporate ladder or climb that highest mountain. In order for you to climb the mountain, you have to continuously climb up there. Yeah, you're going to fall. You're going to stumble. But you're going to get there. And you're going to do it. And you're going to put that positive affirmation. You're going to say to yourself, I can do this. I will do this. We are not going to use the words can't and won't. Because can't is like telling me you won't. If I can't do this, it's like saying you won't do this. And those two words are negatives right there. Get them out. You're going to tell me, I can survive. I will survive. Look at me as a prime example. If I had to give up every single time, every time I lost someone, I was almost ready to take myself out of this world. And I didn't think I had the opportunity to help others. But through these podcasts, I've heard positive affirmations from people, positive messages. Thank you. You saved my life. You are saving the lives of people that are living in the poorest of the poor. Because I understand the human soul. I understand the human soul. So again, I was never able to talk about this. And I never brought it up because again, Was it because I was ashamed? No. I've been hurt by death. 
I've been hurt by the loss of people. My mother said to me, again, in order for you to open up your heart to someone, open up your heart. You can't go through life with a closed heart. And I did, I found the love of my life. We found each other through God. We've been talking with each other since May of last year. He gave me a second chance and I credit him for that thank him. We've gone through so much together and we will continue to be strong and we will not let anyone or anything tear us apart because our love is very strong and we will continue doing God's work and we will be we will be the people the couple that will help others it will be one of my greatest missions in life to meet all of you, and I hope to do that down the line. The greatest joy is helping, giving back. I don't want anything in return. If you want to give me something in return, I always say, give me a parade, a feast. Give me a gold medal or a purple medal or a little trophy. I don't want anything in return. But I will tell you, all of you need to be strong. You need to be positive. You need to never give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Just be grateful that you are able to get up every morning, that you're alive. If you hadn't, let me tell you something, and, and a quick, quick thing about this. I thought about this, and I didn't mention it from the last episode. Again, I've known people who were of the poorest of the poor that were willing to give up everything they had or to starve themselves because they wanted to make a better life for their children. I said, if you starve yourselves to give food to your children, what does that say? That you're going to compromise your own health for your children? No. All of you have to be strong. That is the way of the world. That is the way it has to be. A family has to stick together through good and bad times. You can't have that mentality. So do you say to yourself, I am lucky to be alive to get through this. And I will get through this. You will be able to reach that light. I will be an angel to all of you. I will be out there taking a hold of each and every one of your hands and leading you up into the light and leading you into a world filled with peace and sunshine and happiness and joy not not depression not not sadness not darkness and certainly not death it's not our time yet we all have a mission we're all going to stand together through this and we are going to get through it each and every time but the human spirit cannot be broken the only way that could be broken is if you yourself break it so I'm going to say to all of you, have faith. Believe in yourselves. Stand tall and strong. Don't be ashamed. Be proud. God bless all of you. Be positive. Have faith. Be strong. Take care. Mm -hmm.